Welcome to episode 32 of African in American with your girl, Six the Goddess. And keep in mind, I'm a goddess and I'm sensitive about my shift. Family, I hope you're well. I'm doing amazing. I just feel like as time progresses, I feel better and better. That is the beauty of being a black woman. We get finer with wine. I feel like I get better, sexier, happier, healthier. I love it. Um, I'm wishing the same for my listeners and family all around the globe. Now, this week, I uh, ended up asking the people, what topics would you want covered uh, on the episode for this week? And uh, I think we can all agree that discussions about the black family are extremely important. The reason why discussions about the black family are extremely important is because the family is the unit of multiple people. So therefore, it requires multiple people to be on the same page. The black family is not something where one person can feel one way about it and the next person feels the next way. We all universally, globally, have to be on the same page of the importance of the black family, what it means for us. Um, if if we have people on different pages, you end up with broken family units. And it's better to have no family unit than a broken one. A broken family unit can do more damage than anything else. So having these discussions are extremely constructive. It allows us to get points of view that we may not have thought of before. It allows us to express ourselves Uh, And it's necessary. So I love when our people are suggesting topics pertaining to that. Now, a topic that gets brought up a lot, and I'm going to say it the exact way that brothers say it, is they'll say things like, can we talk about these women that keep children from their fathers? And um, this is a topic we have touched on in previous episodes But it was some time ago, but I think it's time to go back in. And what I'm going to do is, I'm going to talk about this from my own personal standpoint. And this is not to put my business out or to put my son's father down. This is simply to adhere to my promise that I made to my listeners when I first launched this podcast which was that I will be extremely honest, transparent, and open. I made the promise that I will use my own life and my own examples in order to help learn and grow with the people. Now, if you are a listener of the show, you've heard me say this multiple times, and I'm going to say it again because I can't stress this enough. And the reason why I can't stress this enough is because a lot of people, you will lose them in your message if they feel as though you are speaking in a condescending way or if they feel as though you're speaking down to them. So again, I am sharing my experiences as someone who has been there, done that, as someone who was able to heal from these situations and grow from these situations and never repeat the same mistakes again. Um, my life is an open book. I am not ashamed of anything I've ever done. I have nothing to hide. And I feel as though being honest about our experiences helps us all grow together. It's one thing to sit and talk down on people about what they need to do and what they should do. It's another thing to say I've been through it and I made it through it. Um, You know, for your opinion and your experience to be respected. Okay, so let's talk about that. Let's talk about that. Women that keep children from their fathers. Now... Um, very rarely will a man be 100% respectful to the mother of his child, have safe, clean housing for his child, 100% play his part as a co-parent, and uh, very rarely will a man be that way, and the mother of his child will be like, you can't see your kids. That's very rare. Okay, let's, let's not forget that there are always two sides to each story. Now, Again, in my personal my personal uh, life with my son's father, um, he definitely goes around town, which I've heard this before, telling people she won't let me see my son. Now, let, let me just go ahead and say this first. My son is 10 years old. <laughs> 
So you mean to tell me in 10 years, if I supposedly was not, was keeping your son from you in 10 years, you did not have the time or money to what? Like take me to court and, you know, get some type of visitation or custody. So the first thing I'll say about the whole, she won't let me see my children thing is in my eyes, it's a cop out. It's a way that deadbeat fathers relieve themselves of their duties as a parent by saying, oh, see, oh, see, she won't let me see him. Oh, dang. I guess I can't be a dad. All right. You know, that that's that's an excuse. It's 2018. There's no such thing as a woman n- keeping a child from you. You have to be literally like in jail or strung out high on drugs right now in order for a court to not give you some kind of visitation or even some kind of joint custody. It's the days of, you know, baby goes with mom, mom can do no wrong, dad can go to hell. Those days are over. The court systems definitely have become more fair to men if as long as they see men trying. Now, this is something I'm going to say um, as a single mother is that a long time ago, I because I used to be that single mom that used to, you know, down my son's father, like, oh, he ain't this and he ain't that and he's this. And I can't, if I had a dollar for every time someone told me something like, well, you chose him. Well, you picked him. Well, you decided to lay down and have a baby with him. Now, before I had that moment of honesty with myself to say, you know what? They're right. I was angry. And I was ready to blame everyone else but myself. The moment that I was able to have that moment of clarity and stop lying to myself was the moment I became free and the moment I was able to grow and I was able to heal. They were right. I did choose him. He did not have a gun to my head. And I I lied to myself for a long time saying things like, well, I didn't know he was going to be like that. I didn't know this. I didn't know that. But this is the truth. The truth is everyone that is toxic shows signs of it immediately. It's just a matter of if you are in that place in your life where you're ready to accept that and walk away once you see it. Most of us that got caught up with a toxic person got caught up with that person because they met us at the right time when we were vulnerable or weak. Um, My son's father met me at a time where my mother was extremely sick and I knew she was going to die very soon. I was terrified. I didn't want to be alone and I needed someone to latch on to. Most toxic people can sense vulnerability in others and they will purposely seek that person out because they know that healthy people are not going to fall for their crap. Um, So I'll start out by saying that it does not take away from the fact that it was still my choice to be with that man, lay down with that man and have a child with him. Um, So, brothers, uh, you kind of have to do the same thing. And you have to say, I had a child with this toxic woman, because if a woman is toxic, I'm sorry, if a woman is keeping your children from you, she's definitely a toxic woman. Um. Now, let's go ahead and backtrack back to what I was saying in the first place. Um, So you may have a guy say, she won't let me see my children. And then when we see the other side of the story, which, like I said, happens to me, where my son's father definitely goes around town talking about how I won't let him see his child. But see, this is the part that people don't, um, (laughs) that a lot of brothers don't talk about. A lot of brothers will say, oh, um... My, 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 my children's mother won't let me see my kids. The part they don't tell you is that they live in a two bedroom trap house with four other guys with different women coming in and out and drugs and, (laughs) and beef going on where, you know, niggas might pull up and, you know, they don't, they don't tell you that part. What they don't tell you is that they have um, unsafe living conditions for that child. What they don't tell you is that they pop up whenever they feel like it, once a, once a week or once every month, and say, oh, I want to see my child right now, and expect the mother of their children to drop what she's doing and just give the kid. They don't tell you that they are not adhering to a schedule to consistently um, have visitation and have their children. They're just, a lot of men do that. They'll just kind of call the mother of their kid like, hey, I want to see my child. 
And if she doesn't drop what she's doing to bring this child to you or something like that, then y'all hit people with the, she see, she won't let me see my kids. What's the backstory? Because what woman that has a, a healthy, safe, normal father of her children are not letting your kids go with them? You know, sometimes you got to tell the whole story. You probably have a, a you probably have some kind of living conditions where it may not be safe for that child to be over there. I know that's how it was for my son's father. Is that um, for a while, when my son was a baby, this man was moving from pillow to post. And um, and then there's a lot of men who, you know, we sometimes we say that women are bitter when it comes to children. But there are men that are bitter, too. When my son was a baby, I tried, attempted to co-parent and attempted to put on a schedule with him. Um, he well, he didn't have a vehicle. I did. So I said, listen, he has to go to school, you know, during the week or daycare. Um, he has to go to preschool and stuff like that. I said, I have the vehicle, so I will keep him during the week and then you can get him on the weekends. And he was like, I'm not getting him on the weekend so you can go see other dudes. <laughs> so these, this is the other side of the story that a lot of men don't tell. I don't, I don't believe that a normal, healthy woman, uh, a normal, healthy woman and mature minded woman is keeping kids away for no reason. Are there cases of bitter women? Yes. Um, but is that the common ground? No. I've seen men, you know, say and do disgusting things to the mother of their children and then wonder why they have backlash. I've seen men where the mother of their children have to beg, cry, and plead for them to play their part. Ego is what plays the part most of the time when it comes to child custody. Are you okay? Sometimes men don't want to get the children when their mother or their children needs them to get them because they feel like oh, she ain't going to tell me what to do and when to do it. This is the way men think. A lot of men don't want to pay child support because she got a new man living with her and you don't want to pay money over there to, that goes into a household with another man. You don't want to do what she said. You don't want to do what's going to make her life easier. That's a real thing. Let's not act like this does not exist. Okay, because in my eyes, if you as a man can adhere to a visitation schedule and, you know, or pay whatever child support you need to pay, what's the problem? Now, I personally believe if the father is 50% involved and he plays his half uh, consistently, he shouldn't be on child support. I think child support is for men who are either uninvolved with their children or maybe they live out of state where they are not completing the day-to-day daily tasks that it takes to raise that child or men that have some men have extremely busy work schedules where they simply cannot be day-to-day fathers in those situations I think paying child support is fair because the other parent is going to be doing the actual work so the least you could do is fund the work now if you have a problem with that it's probably your ego your ego is probably just upset that you have to put money in this woman's hand because the truth is when you have a child out of wedlock when you have a child with someone that you know you don't want to be with forever it causes damage and hurt on both sides a lot of people swear up and down they can bring life into this world with someone and if you're not with that person that it doesn't bother them Uh, but that's not true because that's unnatural god definitely did not mean for us to have children casually that was never ever in the rule book that was never ever a concept of ourselves as african people Having children casually. And I said what I just said for a reason because that's exactly what it is. Y'all have said, heard me say this before. Casual conception. Having a baby with someone that you know you don't want to marry. Okay, and, and that's just the reality. I, I, I'll never understand that. We all have to take responsibility for our actions. Brother, if you had children with a toxic woman... If you are one of those men who is just a complete angel, and despite you being a complete angel, the mother of your child won't let you see your children, then my brother, you lay down with a toxic, evil woman, and you have to bear the consequences. Nobody wants to hear someone complain about consequences they brought on themselves. Everybody wants to have unprotected sex and ejaculate inside of people and think that no consequences come to it. I don't want to hear that it was an accident. I don't want to hear that she trapped you. I don't want to hear that it, it you didn't mean to. I don't want to hear it. You're a grown man. You have total control over yourself and your own destiny. I'm not trying to hear that. Now, um, it's very simple. If you now there is a there is a very rare case where a man can be married to a woman 
and totally respect her and be a good father and treat her right. And she may, uh, if the marriage does get dissolved or something happens, she may try to hold that child from the man uh, because she is hurt. But that is extremely rare. That is not what it is most of the time. Most of the time, both sides did wrong. Both sides played a part in a custody battle. Okay, I really don't like how it's always portrayed that every situation is about a bitter baby mama that, oh, she just mad because I don't want to be with her. I'm sick of hearing that. That is whack and outdated. Tell the truth. Because like I said, in my personal situation, if somebody didn't know any better, they might believe him. Like, oh, she won't let you see your son. What's wrong with her? Meanwhile, he doesn't let you know that he has, you know, an extremely horrible drug problem and he is mentally ill that's been diagnosed with extreme bipolar disorder and has been Baker acted before. He doesn't tell you that he beats on the woman that he currently lives with. He doesn't tell you that he sells drugs out of his house. He doesn't tell you that. All he does is say, she won't let me see my son. Okay, so, you know, this is why I'm like, well, whenever I hear brothers say that, I'd be thinking to myself, I would love to hear her side of the story. (laughs) You know, in my personal situation, like I said, I I did try to co-parent with my son's father before. And he found out I had a boyfriend and he took my son. He took my son for about six months and did not let me see him. I dropped him off to him on a co-parenting agreement. And I said, okay, so, you know, he called me like, I want to see him. I said, okay, now keep in mind, he don't have a car. He don't have a license. So I agreed to drop my son off to him and pick him up trying to, you know, attempt to have my son be in his father's presence. He found out that when, um, you know, Elijah was with him, he found out that I was, you know, doing my thing, having fun, and he would not give Elijah back to me, you know? So now we fast, it took us six months to get him back, and when I got my son back, I had to set it off to get him back. I had to, like, kick his dough in kind of situation. It wasn't even like I got him back amicably. I had to, like, home invade to get my child back, okay? You know, so now, if you don't know any better, he run around saying she won't let me see him. And these are the points that they leave out. What woman wants to raise a child by herself, brothers? Something is not adding up here. Okay, now this is something else I'm going to say, and it's going to sting. It's going to sting you. Um, all right. So in the midst of the Me Too movement, I see people don't say things like, oh, these women put themselves in these situations. Uh, women get sexually assaulted or raped and they're like, well, she shouldn't have been wearing that. She shouldn't have been here. She shouldn't have been doing this or that. Because we all know that there are consequences to each action. I've used this example before. I said, you know, if a, a lot of these situations is like, they'll be like, oh, I was in his hotel room and then he, and it's like, sweetie. Okay, uh, if a man says, hey, do you want to come to my hotel room to watch a movie? That's what he's saying, right? But we all have enough sense to know that if a man is inviting you to his hotel room, what is more than likely the reason? All right, so it's not always about what people say or even what they let you do or what they allow to happen. It's about you as a person knowing what situations could really mean and taking the precautions you need to take to keep yourself safe from that. So, brothers, I don't really understand how a, you think that a woman can give you a child, which is the biggest blessing a woman, anyone can give to someone else. A woman giving a man a child, there is nothing a man can do to ever repay her. It is the greatest thing she could ever do for you. And your job is to show love and appreciation for that. Okay. So what happens is women have been uh, kind of brainwashed due to people like, you know, slut walk and Amber Rose and stuff like that in media where it says that we can do everything that men do and there's nothing wrong with sleeping around. Women have been brainwashed into thinking that. Women have been brainwashed into thinking that there's nothing wrong with having children with a man you're not married to. Women have been brainwashed into thinking that co-parenting is fine when the reality is that your womb is sacred. When the reality is having a child means manifesting a new life from the universe in your womb and bringing him through your own universe into the world. That is major. Why do we throw that around like it's nothing? That is a big deal. I'm, I'm lost. Everyone's just popping out kids like, oh, we're just having a baby. Like it's no big deal. What the hell? Do you know how serious this is? 
So, brothers, be honest with yourself. A woman, now she don't even know that her by her giving you this child, she just did something that is extremely sacred. Now, she may resent you after this child is born because you're not with her. And sometimes I don't even think the women knew they were going to feel that way. Okay, but that's the power of the subconscious. That's the power of our natural instincts as women. They never go away. And if you're not aware of your tendencies, if you're not aware of your your needs as a woman, you will complete tasks and then feel away and not even know why. Well, I had a baby with him, but I don't really want to be with him. He's just my baby daddy, yet I'm still upset. Yet I still feel the need to want to hurt him because that's how women hurt men in these situations. You abused her womb by getting her pregnant, knowing that. You did not want to marry her because we all know by now men do what they want. So if you didn't marry her, if this is not, if you had a baby with a woman where you did not feel like this is the woman of my dreams, I need to look no further. This is the best thing I've ever seen. This is the best thing that's ever happened to me. If you do not feel like that about the woman you are having a child with, you use her. And it goes back to your natural instincts. You have an instinct as a man to want to reproduce. So you had that instinct and you used her to fulfill that instinct with no intentions on marrying her, whether she said or did not say that she wanted to marry you. Okay, um, so you really think that you're going to let a woman have your child, bring your child into this world, into this realm, and then just throw her to the side and be like, don't call me unless it's about my kids. And you think there will be no consequences to that? Do y'all, because according to y'all brothers, this is what you expect. You expect to have a child with a woman that you never wanted to marry. Because if you did, you would have. You expect her to pop that child out. Just let you come get this child whenever you so-called feel like it. Not complain or say anything and just totally give you a thumbs up and tell you how great you are. What the hell? That's not the way it works. Come on now. Just like that woman that go into that hotel room and get raped. And yeah, we sorry you got raped. But at the same time, you know what a man is thinking when you come into his hotel room. It's the same for y'all brothers with getting these women pregnant that you know good and well you don't want to be with. Yeah, is it messed up if she puts you on child support or if she don't let you see your child? Yeah. But at the same time, what you thought was going to happen? You can't go out here using people to have babies with you and think there's not going to be any consequence. It's very simple. In 2018, this is how I feel. when it, I'm, not, I'm not talking about this no more because I'm tired of this because it's starting to get stupid. Okay, I, I have one child. Um, it's not that hard to not get pregnant. <laughs> you know, there's no such thing as accidentally getting a woman pregnant. So this is my, this is my thing in 2018. Because by now, we have seen that having a child does not keep someone. It does not change a relationship. It does not bring you closer if you were not already close, okay? By now, we have seen multiple, multiple hundreds of thousands of millions of examples of people that had a child with someone and it didn't work out. So if you are not making conscious decisions to have a child with a spouse that you are in a happy, healthy relationship with, if you still in 2018 are pregnant by a man that has not married you, if you still in 2018 are getting women pregnant, you do not want to be your wife, you get what you get. By now we know when you go against God's will and God's plan, it never is a happily ever after. And it's crazy because these are the same people that be Jesus freaks and Christian and church freaks and you still don't even respect the fact that there is a way and there is an order that things have to be done in. And if you deviate from that order, there will be negative consequences. How many times does this have to happen before we get that? We still complain about how he a deadbeat and how she won't let you see your kids. Duh, you did things against God's will. You did things against the will of the most high. So yes, it didn't work out. How shocking. I'm to the point now where it's either shut up and take your consequence, go to court, and actually, those are the only two options. <laughs> I thought it was a third one, but that's it. You're either going to, or I guess the third option is just to be a deadbeat dad. 
So this is my, this, I said all this to come down to this one thing. Brothers, she won't let me see my child. Shut up. It is what it is. Either take her ass to court and, um, you know, accept your consequence that this is how it has to be because you did not do things the right way. Um, or you have the option to be conscious of the women you have children with you or woman. I should say you have the, the option to find women who are healthy and mature and are not going to hold your child against you. A woman that is equally in love with you and wants to marry you and be your wife and make her have obligations, make her have standards that she needs to adhere to. That is your option as well. Uh, but complaining is no longer an option. We know the outcome. How many times does someone have to put their hand on that stove before you realize it's hot? How many times does someone got to burn themselves before you realize it's hot? Okay, brothers, take accountability. Open your eyes. And get yourself together. Make sure that before you expect someone to hand their child over to you, make sure you have safe, clean housing. Make sure you have safe, clean transportation for that child. Make sure you got your money right. Make sure you're able to play your part. All right? But don't be out here with three roommates and rolling weed in the house and selling drugs in the house and got different hoes in out of the house and then expect someone to send a child over there. Because that's the case. That is the case a lot. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm laughing because it's true. I'm I'm just laughing because I'm like, yeah, this is how it goes most of the time. Now, to those brothers that you know that got married, did things the right way, and still may have ended up in child support or child custody battles, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you have to go through that. Um, I apologize on behalf of my sisters for her not understanding the damage that may do to the children. Um, and, and that's pretty much how I feel about that. It's 2018, brothers and sisters. We are in control of what we do. We cannot keep complaining about things. We have to see patterns and we have to act accordingly. Another topic that a few people... Um, were writing about was talking about rape culture. Um, rape culture is something that I think is a very important topic um, for us to talk about. The reason why it is important is because sometimes things get done a certain way for so long that you begin to think that because it was done this way for this period of time that it's right. Um, unfortunately, a lot of males, especially males born in the 80s and in 70s, kind of grew up in the culture of like women's bodies are free game to you. If her butt is big, you can grab it. If her short, if her skirt is short and she wants you, that's kind of the mentality that was that a lot of um, men in that generation were brought up in. And sometimes you do have to tear it down uh, to rebuild it the right way. I'm going to talk about something that happened to me. Uh, when was this? This was, I want to say last weekend. Uh, it was nothing bad, nothing that bad before you all feel like, oh my God, what is she about to say? But it was just a experience that I think that... Um, a lot of men could learn from. I don't think this brother really even understood what was going on. So I was hanging out with one of my sisters. Shout out to Onyx. Natural Onyx. My sweetie. Uh, me and her, we were hanging out. We were vibing. She hit me up like, hey, I'm in the city. I'm like, all right, sis, what's up? So we in Atlanta, turned up, hanging out, having a good time. So then she uh, she's an artist. She she performs and she was saying how there was a showcase going on and she um, and she was going to be, you know, performing. So I said, OK, cool. I was like, I'll slide. I'll go with you. So uh, where we got there a little bit early because we had went to an event prior to that and uh, we didn't want to. It was no point in like going home. So we kind of were like, well, we might as well just stay out and we'll just do a few things until it's time for the showcase to start. 
Um, so she's from Cincinnati and she, there was some other artists from Cincinnati that were also performing at the showcase. So she was like, okay, it's some of my people, you know, they're in town too. You know, we ended up running into them. So, you know, she introduced me to everyone. Everyone was cool. You know, we were chilling, you know, so everyone was like, you know, what y'all want to do? Y'all want to go roll up? So we was like, all right, cool. So we do that and we sitting there chilling and, um, there was a brother that was with the group and he kept like asking me questions and kept talking to me. Now, I know I've said this a thousand times on this show, but this is something where it's just I cannot figure out like what chromosome some men are missing like from their genetics and DNA that they don't understand this because this is something I see a lot. And that is being aware of people's body language. Being aware of people's energy, okay? Just being socially aware of what's going on around you, okay? Whenever you're interacting with someone, it is very important to pay attention to their body language. Does their body language say, I don't want to hear this right now? Does their body language say, like, I got to go, I don't have time for this? Or does their body language say, "I, I am enjoying this conversation? Does it say, like... Okay, I like what's being said here. It's very important to do that. You can't really just talk and just like say what you got to say and be unaware of how that person is receiving you. So there was a brother in the group like I was vibing, you know what I'm saying? Like we was chilling. I was not in the mood to talk. I wasn't like I was chilling. You know what I'm saying? We listen to music. So this he keep talking and I'm just like I'm thinking to myself, shut up. But. Whenever you as a woman express yourself and how you feel, whether it's good or bad, you're always, it'll always be taken the wrong way. So I was like, this is my homegirl people. I don't want them to think I'm rude. So I'm just trying to let old boy talk. So I'm trying to be very short so that hopefully he'll shut up, but he kind of kept talking. So like I'm so then I I pull out my phone and I had something, I had some kind of email or something like that I had to... I had to do on the phone so I pulled the phone out and like I'm trying to do that and he like reaches over and like puts his hand on my phone screen so he can kind of like mess up what I'm doing and I looked at him and I gave him the look of death and so I look at him with a look of death and he doesn't even acknowledge the way I'm looking he is so focused on what he wants which is to talk, that he's not even paying attention to my body language that I don't want to talk. So let's talk about consent for a second. I think when we hear the word consent, consent, we think of physical. We think of the consent to physically touch someone. There is also consent to have a conversation with someone. Consent is basically the every individual's right to refuse or deny any kind of words or touching that makes them uncomfortable. If someone says, you talking to me is making me uncomfortable, you have to stop. That person is no longer giving you consent. To say what you got to say to them. So I think we forget about consent when it comes to the consent to talk to someone. Maybe that person don't like your energy. Maybe they're not in the mood. Maybe they don't want to hear it. Nobody has to listen to you talk. It does not have to go down like that. So I'm annoyed because I clearly have not given you consent to talk to me because I clearly am annoyed. Nor have I given you consent to touch my phone. You did not buy this phone. You do not pay this bill. Why are you even touching my phone? So I was immediately annoyed when he reached over and like, like as though you're trying to like break my concentration so that I can continue to listen to you talk. So I am livid pissed. But once again, I am trying to remain calm because I'm trying to change my life. And I already know how things get perceived and perception is everything. So he keep talking. At this point, I'm basically ignoring him. So then I get on Instagram and I'm like looking at someone on Instagram and he's like, oh, you got Instagram? Oh, you going to follow me? And then reaches over to grab my phone and attempt to put his 
Instagram in my phone so I could follow him. So he went to reach for my phone. I looked at him and I, I kind of put the phone back some and I said, you just do what you want. You don't even think about asking people, you know, if it's okay. I said, I said, what's wrong with you, brother? I said, you need to calm down. I said, you're being very impulsive right now. I said, just take a second to think about what you're doing before you do it. Just chill, brother. And I'm trying, I'm saying this the nicest way I can. So he looks as though I'm speaking Spanish, as though he just cannot understand what I'm saying. And I'm just like, unfortunately, this is the case for so many men. I don't think a lot of men even think about what is she thinking? What does she want? A lot of men are just like, this is what I want, this is what I want, and they're not acknowledging what she wants. And that is what rape culture is about. It is about men who are only concerned with their wants and their impulsive desires in that moment. Rape culture does not necessarily have to be about the actual act of penetrating someone without their consent. Rape culture is the culture of men forcing their agendas on women without their permission. You grabbing a woman's phone to put your Instagram in her phone for her to follow you is a part of rape culture. To some of you, that may sound stupid and petty, but it is true. A part of rape culture is when you're talking to a woman and she is clearly uninterested and unresponsive to what you're saying and you keep talking anyway. Okay, that uh, rape culture, like I said, it's bigger than sex. There is more to it. It is being inconsiderate of what a woman desires and only being considerate of what you desire. All right. So I told the brother to calm down in a very nice, loving way. So now my sister, so Onyx, I think she kind of like picked up on the vibe that I was kind of like uncomfortable so you know she gets out the she gets out the car I get out the car and we we just start we kind of like walk off into our own little area so then she was like oh sis can you take a picture for me and I said oh yeah no problem so I take a picture for her and then I'm like okay can you take one for me so she goes to take one for me so now oh boy comes up to us where we are, comes around the car, comes up to us, pulls his phone out and begins to take pictures of me. So I look at my homegirl like this nigga is so I and she know and y'all know me. Y'all know my mouth. Y'all know my mouth. Okay. I'm not afraid to admit it. I got a mouth on me. And if y'all think my mouth is bad now, y'all should have seen my mouth a few years ago. I'm talking about my mouth was unstoppable. So I give my homegirl a look because she know my mouth. And I give her the look like, girl, get your friend. Because if I get his ass, it's not going to be pretty. <laughs> so she's trying to like stand in front of him like this it, it was so awkward so she's trying to like stand in front of him to like block his camera so she can take the picture of me like I gave her my phone for her to take the picture so he then steps to the side so that she can be out of his way so he can keep taking pictures so I said that's it I can't take it anymore now keep in mind this is someone I don't know this is my sister's people I don't know this nigga from a can of paint. So I, um, so finally I said, I said just like this. And once again, I'm still trying to say it nicely, which it's, this is also a part of rape culture where if you as a woman sternly defend yourself, you're labeled as a bitch or like you have an attitude or like you're rude. When it's not like that for men, when men defend themselves, they're looked at as masculine and manly and like a big dog. When women defend themselves, we have an attitude and I hate that. But once again, I understand that, but most people don't. So if I happen to be in an environment where people don't understand that, I will change my ways to try to say things nicely just so I don't stir up the pot too much. There is a time and a place for that. And once again, as a disclaimer, I should not have to do that. I should be able to defend myself against someone who is offending me sternly without being looked at as a bitch. But unfortunately, it's not that way. So nicely, I said, 
I said, excuse me, brother, I didn't give you permission to take pictures of me with your phone. I said, you taking these pictures of me right now is making me very uncomfortable. So then he says, I'm a photographer. I know what I'm doing. I said, brother, I, I appreciate that. I understand that. But it is very uncomfortable for me for you taking these pictures of me. I don't know you. I don't know your intentions or what you're going to do with these pictures. And you didn't ask me. You did not ask me. Could you take these pictures? I said, please stop taking the photos. Do you know that this nigga, I have never seen a grown man. Like, stomp and throw a tantrum like a two-year-old like this in my life. This nigga proceeds to literally, like, stomp his foot and, like, hmm, like, like a two-year-old. And, and I'm talking about stomp his feet and walk, and he just started walking away from the group. So, me and Onyx, I look at Onyx like, girl, please. So, then she come up to me, and she was like, girl, what is going on? I said, you know what? I said, it's really sad that you as a woman cannot tell someone, tell a man something that make you uncomfortable without it being a problem. A mature man that understand rape culture would have been like, oh, okay, I'm sorry. Matter of fact, a mature man, whenever we even have done that, you don't take your phone out and just take pictures of a woman without her consent. Um, and that's it. So now the rest of the night, this nigga would not look at me, would not speak to me, would not speak to nobody. He had an attitude the rest of the night. So that's another aspect of rape culture, which is if a woman does say, hey, your words or your actions or your attention is making me uncomfortable. You cannot get mad at that, brothers. You should be OK with it. Oh, OK. No problem. Because you getting mad insinuates that she does not have the right to say what does and does not make her uncomfortable. Another thing I'm going to say is that there is a majority of black women who have experienced some kind of sexual assault in some way, shape, or form. It is traumatizing. And you don't know how your actions as a man can trigger, can trigger um, certain things in us as women. Because another thing is that a lot of us who have suffered sexual assault or rape in our past, a lot of us, our rapists are still out there. A lot of us, the people that have sexually assaulted us can still be involved in our everyday lives. Sometimes we have to still look at these people. Okay. So when you as a man take it upon yourself to take pictures of a woman or put your hands on her or grab her items or grab her stuff, you're not being considerate to the possibility of trauma that we as women may have experienced in the past. And the same men that have rapist tendencies are the same men that get mad when women set standards and boundaries for consent. We all know that man, that man where you in the club and he touch you and you say, please don't touch me. And he gets mad. How do you get mad? Because someone doesn't want you to touch them. Because this is the generation of men that grew up in, uh, in, in the culture where women are not allowed to tell you no. And brothers, I love y'all, but it's a lot of y'all like that. And you're clueless. Y'all are the brothers that grew up in the tip drill video era. Okay? Y'all are the brothers that grew up watching grown men slide credit cards through women's asses. So, because of that, now, you know, we fast forward years later, the men in that generation, no one has ever sat them down to have these talks with them. Brothers, Keep your hands to yourself in all ways, shape, or forms. You do not touch a woman's body. You do not touch her phone. You do not touch her purse. You do not touch her car. You do not touch anything. Because touching someone's belongings, is it makes them feel just as violated. You can speak to a woman without putting your hands on her. You can speak to a woman without putting your hands on her shoulder or her waist. That... But before anything in the world, that is my pet peeve, is men that touch women. And you know why it makes me mad? Because you don't touch men, okay? You don't go to a man and fuck, you got to put your hand around his waist to talk to him. You give him that respect and give him his space. 
So as a woman, when you have a man come put his arm around your waist and say something to you, why? You are being rapey. That is the word of the day, rapey. Stop being rapey. Keep your filthy hands to yourselves. And if a woman does come forward and say, your actions are making me uncomfortable, it is your job to apologize not get mad and then respect her wishes. Stop getting mad at women that set boundaries for you. You are not entitled to nothing. Unless that woman is your wife, you are not entitled to anything of hers. And hell, even when she your wife, she has the right to say, don't touch me. Brothers, please get it together. Like I said, assume, assume that every woman you come in contact with has been raped before. Assume that every woman you come in contact with has been sexually assaulted before. Because like I said, it is very rare to meet a woman who has never experienced any kind of sexual assault ever in her life. It is traumatizing, it is painful, and it's something you never get over. And a man simply putting his hands on you can trigger it. It can be extremely traumatizing to women. Get your head out your ass and understand it's bigger than you, brothers. We are moving into a new era of information and communication. We have the internet where we can now share and communicate ideas at the click of a button. So it's never been a better time to educate yourselves on these things and how it works. Um, now, with that being said, and this is talking about real women, real rape victims, talking about real rape culture. Now, this is something else that I've been seeing, and it's extremely offensive to me. And, uh... I, I I touched on this on Instagram. If y'all follow me at Goddess Six Footer, um, so the post was about how now in 2018, um, pretty much any woman. Now we're gonna go ahead and turn this to the flip side. Pretty much any woman can say this man sexually assaulted me, and that's it. Whether you did or did not, people will believe that you did. It can make you lose your job. You can go to jail. You have money you have to come out the pocket for and everything. Now, this is what I will say. And this is speaking as someone who has been a victim of rape herself. I myself have actually been raped three times in my life. All three of my rapists are free. None of them ever saw the inside of a jail cell. And I never reported the rapes. Um... My podcast has actually been very therapeutic to me to talk about it because I have talked about this before. Um, I have talked about this before. <clears throat> and, um, excuse me, just give me a second, guys. Now, when it comes to rape victims, what you want is justice. There's nothing that can ever be done that can, um, you know, change what happened. You can't go back in time and stop what happened. Um, however, you what you want more than anything is, like I said, some kind of justice. You just want to get your power back. You know, you want to see this person get some type of punishment for what happened. Now, with that being said, what's disgusting to me is these women that are supposedly raped or sexually assaulted, but they don't come forward about it until this man come into some money or until he get famous. And I'm going to go ahead and say this to all women, um... If you're not coming forward about your rape, unless there's a paycheck involved to it, then, you know, you, you really need to do some soul searching. If you are exaggerating or lying about a rape or sexual assault to get money out of a man, you're disgusting. And you're a whore. 
and you're stupid and you're going to burn in hell. Now, with that being said, brothers, um, once again, I'm playing devil's advocate here. I am speaking on both sides of this. To the men that really rape, you know, you can burn in hell. Now, to brothers who are not rapists and are not rapey, because there are some men who have never raped, but they're rapey. They have rapey tendencies and they have rapey mindsets. Now, to the men who are not rapists or rapey at all, be careful. If you come into money, if you come into fame, be careful. I don't understand how grown adults are still having like one night stands and jumping into bed with people they don't know. That is so dangerous in so many ways. It's dangerous because there's too many diseases out here, first of all. And it's dangerous because... If a woman sleep with you and she is in some way thinks that that's going to mean that y'all going to be together or that it's something more than what it is and it's not. If this woman gets upset or has an agenda or wants to get some money out of you, all she has to do is say, he raped me. That's it. That's all a woman has to do and she can bring an entire man down that is so dangerous. So brothers... 2018, if you have not learned from all these men going down around you, be careful. It is best to have sex with a woman that is your woman, okay, where she is yours. She is invested in you. She doesn't want to see anything bad happen to you. Don't put yourself in certain situations, guys, and it goes both ways. There's women where it's like, you know, you hate to say this, but it's like, sis, don't put yourself in a situation. And unfortunately, brothers, should women not accuse men of rape if it's not true? Yes, they should not. Are some women going to still do it? Yes, they are. Um, so be wary of that. Okay, be aware of that. Um, I hate to see good people go down because someone trying to get a paycheck. And I personally don't understand how someone can allegedly be raped or, you know, assaulted or molested. And for some reason, it's not until that man has money where they now all of a sudden want to come forward and they're now all of a sudden so traumatized. That's crazy. Because real rape victims, they just want justice and they just want to feel empowered again. It's not about a check. So, brothers, don't be sexual with random women. Be sexual with a woman that you trust, someone who's invested in you. Because I don't want to see y'all go down. There are both sides to this issue, and I want to see both sides be safe, and I want to see both sides succeed. I want to see both sides heal. I want to see both sides not have to go through this, and this is all about educating ourselves and having integrity. Ooh, it's some feathers ruffled on this episode. I know it's some people mad at me right now, and... And it's funny because I have some people that will write me and they'll be like, oh, when I first listened to you, I was mad. But then when I really thought about what you said, I, I understood. And I said, that's fine. I've accepted that as a healer and as a teacher is that people will definitely resent me for bringing truth to their light. But it's still a seed that I will plant and it will eventually grow into something beautiful. There are stages in this. So I'm fine with that. <laughs> Um, so I know some people that hate me right now, but I don't care because it's true. And you can think about it later and you'll realize she pissed me off, but she was right. I'm going to be quiet, but in a minute, I'll be talking again. <laughs> now, another uh, topic that a lot of people were asking about was to talk about Kanye. And first of all, who is Kanye? Who cares? That's my first thing. My second thing is, Lord, my people, I love y'all so much, but we're just way too nice sometimes. Sometimes things can just be a little bit too basic with us. Like, a lot of black people are like, are you nice or not nice? Like, they just make it so simple, and it's not that simple. Um, see, Kanye had to literally, like, put on a Donald Trump hat and become his best friend for y'all to dislike him. What y'all don't know is, I been canceled Kanye when he married a cracker. See, y'all just now getting mad at Kanye. 
you not only did you marry a cracker, but you married a scum bucket, low down, disgusting whore of a cracker. Wow. Okay. <laughs> wow. Like I been canceled his ass. So y'all now, y'all just now getting your little feelings hurt by him or whatever. And I'm like, oh, y'all just now figuring this out. You ain't know when. Okay, if you as a black man choose to, and this is a man that didn't have any children before he got with Kim. So this is a black man who skipped over Every black woman in this world, this is a man with money and has access to international women. He has access to black women all over the world. This is not even like some broke-ass nigga that, you know, lives in Arkansas and has no access to black women. This is a man who has access to virtually any black woman on this planet. Never planted his seeds in any of them. Waits until he gets, if if you skip over all these amazing sisters all over this planet, if you skip over all them to marry and plant your seeds in a whore, disgusting, slut bag, plastic, disgusting, gross, whore... (laughs) Of a white bitch like Kim Kardashian, that should have been your first indicator. Okay, so you skipped over all these black women with real big hips and real big butts and real big lips, and that are smart and have self respect and are educated to get with the copycat poor slut bag version of that and a white girl you clearly have serious problems and now you're shocked that um he's best friends with donald trump okay so what i will say is black people and and it's so funny because wait until him and kim divorce Wait until you see how she throw his ass under the bus. Wait until... Ooh, they're going to get him so good. I'm just sitting back with popcorn like, ooh. Let's see how this ends. This is going to end so badly. It's not even funny. So, um, black people got to understand. Once you choose... Who somebody choose as a spouse will tell you virtually everything you need to know about them. That's why y'all can sit over here and say that love is love and, you know, love has no color. That's a problem now. Y'all basing everything just on love. Love is not enough. It was never enough. And love comes and goes. In order, and second of all, in order to really love someone, they have to be a reflection of you. Um... So, yeah, y'all going to learn. Once you see somebody with a white spouse, just cancel them then. That way, nothing they do can hurt your feelings. You need to cancel them when you see that because that tells you everything you need to know. So, that's all I'm going to say about Kanye. I'm not bringing him up ever again. He don't owe us nothing. We don't owe him nothing. We're moving right along. Nor does it matter because y'all niggas going to still buy his clothes. Y'all niggas still gonna watch Kim Kardashian? Y'all will sit and cry about how Yeezy is friends with Donald Trump and he's this and he's that. Yet his company is still a billion dollar company. So y'all niggas can complain all day, but you're full of it because you're gonna still indulge. Okay? (laughs) See, y'all got y'all feelings hurt about Kanye. I ain't get my feelings hurt because I been knew he won shit. See how that goes? See how I just save myself that stress in life? Be like Six. Six looks at man with a white woman. She then knows he ain't shit. She then moves on with her life and acts like he doesn't exist and doesn't care. She is stress free. Be like Six. <laughs> I'm sorry, y'all. This is very simple. I'm just at that point in my life. The point in my life I'm at is like, I just, I can't waste energy. We are, shit is getting real out here. Did y'all get the presidential alert? 
Okay, now they're basically having access where they can transmit messages to all of our phones at one time. You think they're not preparing for something? They're preparing for something, y'all. There's a lot going on right now. So I'm at the point, baby, I ain't got energy to focus it on nothing. You either with it or you're not. Either get with it or get lost. My homegirl, don't call me about how that nigga is doing this and doing that, baby. Either deal with it or leave him. I'm at the point where it's just like, you either deal with something or you change it. I am tired of hearing about people complaining about stuff. Listen, I don't want to hear. You don't like your job? Find a new one. Your man ain't acting right? Leave his ass, sis. Get a new one, okay? You don't like this? Trade it in, okay? I, I can't go back and forth with y'all no more. I can't waste energy i just can't do it uh that's the point i'm at i don't know what to tell y'all that's where i am in 2018 i know that because i did it for myself there were so many things about my life i didn't like and i just was like one day i was like why don't i just change it and i did and it was that simple we're very powerful so that's where i'm at in 2018 y'all okay so it's very simple i mean any questions no cool (laughs) But anyway, so we're out of time for this week. I want to thank everybody for tuning in to the African in American podcast. Um, Continue to rate the show, applaud, like, send me show topics, uh, leave reviews, all that. I am appreciative and I am grateful for it all. I want to give love and thanks to the fans and supporters. And I also want to give love and thanks to the people that put their energy into disliking me and expressing how much they dislike me or the show or my ideals. I love it all. Um, I'm grateful for it all. Uh, Stay tuned for next week's episode. I will drop information about that this week. And as always, peace, love, and black power.